الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده على من لا نبي بعده ولا كتاب بعد كتابه ولا شريعة بعد شريعته ولا أمة بعد أمته أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا تهنوا ولا تحزنوا وأنتم الأعلون إن كنتم مؤمنين وقال تعالى إن أحسنتم أحسنتم لأنفسكم وإن أسأتم فلها وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا رب صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله مترسفكتد عنربل بردز فنز الإسلام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته The wisdom of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala is beyond our comprehension. What we see may not be the reality. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala sometimes the khair, the goodness of events and happenings are veiled from our limited vision. Zayd radiallahu anhu, he was the freed or the adopted son of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had adopted him. And then the ayat was revealed upon Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Udu'uhum li'abaihim huwa anqsatu indallah. That no person should be attributed to anyone besides his biological parents. So Zayd 
used to be known as Zaid ibn Muhammad, adopted son, but Zaid, the son of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So he was carrying this great honor of being part of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ayat is revealed, this relationship is no more allowed. Now you call him Zaid ibn Haritha. We know his father. Zaid radiallahu anhu really fell down. He was out, he was disturbed. Then what's... I have lost this link, ta'alluq, nisbat, an attachment with Nabi ﷺ. I enjoyed it for so many years, now I have lost it. So he was down, he was de- depressed, and he was sad about it. Zayd radiallahu was married to Zainab radiallahu anha. The relationship wasn't working out. Eventually, Zainab radiallahu anha requested out of the marriage. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has facilitated, catered for this. Then the nikah was broken. When the nikah was broken, then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam got married to Zainab radiallahu anha. The same person who was the wife, this lady who was the wife of Zaid, is a free lady. Nabi sam gets married to her. Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala performs that nikah in the heavens. So Zaid radiallahu anhu, the first incident, he said, why is he sad? He is no more Zaid ibn Muhammad. To compound it, now his nikah is also broken. He is no more married to Zainab. And who gets married? Nabi Sam gets married to her. So that's not disturbing him that Nabi Sam gets married to her. Then the verse was revealed because the then practice of the people was the impermissibility of getting married to the adopted son's wife. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to remove this misconception to abrogate this thought of people that you cannot get married to your adopted son's wife. Now how better to implement it in the ummah rather and better than Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa No other way. Nabi Sam now gets married to his adopted son's wife. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to endorse that marriage, to say that it's not the wombs and fancies of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it's my ordainment. I have even performed that nikah in the heavens. The greatest, the most amount of mahar that was paid for any of the azwaji mutahharat was for Zainab radiallahu anha. Why? Nabi some out of jubilation and happiness that her nikah is performed in the skies. But to endorse this nikah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals this in the Quran to say, we have performed the nikah. فَلَمَّا قَضَى زَيْدٌ مِّنْهَا وَطَرًا زَوَّجَنَاكَهَا Zayd radiallahu anha was married. We've broken the nikah, we've performed the nikah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa to Zainab radiallahu anha. Zayd radiallahu anha was very down and he was really sad. He lost the relationship with Nabi Sam, no more Zayd ibn Muhammad. His marriage is broken, he's no more married to Zainab. But when he, this verse is revealed, فَلَمَّا قَضَى زَيْدٌ مِّنْهَا Now he's very happy. The only sahabi to be mentioned by name in Quran is Zayd radiallahu anhu. So sometimes what happens to the naked and apparent eye is difficult. It's a bitter pill. It's hard to swallow and digest. But behind the scenes, the divine system of Allah, the wisdom beyond our fathom, then there is khair and goodness in it. Now Zayd radiallahu anhu, every ummati till the morning of the day of Qiyamah when he recites Qur'an, 
he will recite the name of Zayd radiallahu in the Quran Sharif. Now he's happy. But why this entire incident? What we see playing out at the moment in Gaza to the naked eye, painful, heartbreaking, cannot understand and fathom, we dealing with people like this? I mean, this is how they treat Muslims? Forget about Muslims, this is how they treat human race? I mean, that's not even how we would treat animals. A lady will be given Jannah. Nabi Wasallam hadith appears in Bukhari Sharif. Lady in some narrations, a man gets Jannah because he gave water to a thirsty dog. Water to the thirsty dog. Here you're not giving water to a human being. You have to be a dog. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives Jannah to those people. That man who gave water to a thirsty dog. Yet he was sinful. Allah appreciated one action. Granted him Jannah. So what's happening in Gaza? It's really painful. It's heartbreaking. Disturbing to many people. There isn't an eye that hasn't shed a tear. There isn't a heart that's not broken after reading what's happening in Gaza. But what's happening in Gaza to the naked eye looks evil. It's bad, it's depressing, it really puts you down. Behind the scenes, Allah has got a bigger plan. The plan of Allah, we will not see it now brothers. We have to immediately now surrender and say, Alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal. Oh Allah, praise to you in all conditions. Yes, the people who are loving the situation... It's difficult for them. Absolutely hard. We ask Allah for afiyah. Person Sahabi comes to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He says, Ya Rasulullah, what dua must I make? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying, You know between the adhan and the iqamah, duas are readily accepted. Between the adhan and the iqamah, Allah give us tawfiq, we in the masjid for adhan. Allah give us tawfiq, when the adhan is given, we hear. From that time, till the time of the iqamah, duas are readily accepted. Today we will pay a 10,000 rand ticket to go in front of Kaaba Sharif to make dua because duas are accepted. Once a year we wait for Ramadan because duas are accepted. Every Friday there is a moment of an accepted dua. Difference of opinion, the vast majority say it's a moment between Asr and Maghrib. Between Asr and Maghrib. Allah give us tawfiq. We hear, we were spending the time in remembrance of Allah. Wherever we may be, even if you're traveling, even if you be in the car, wherever it may be, but there is some dua in your mind, there is some dhikr on the tongue, there is some desire of the heart that you're crying for. If that moment you coincide with the dua, readily accepted. So the point is that there are moments that duas are readily accepted by Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. We need to capitalize on those moments of acceptance of dua. So this sahabi asked Nabi Sam between the adhan and the iqamah duas are accepted. What dua must I make? Tell me some dua. Can there be something like that's that's the you know nusakhimiya we would say that is the, the be all and end all and that is it. If I ask for that one thing, it encompasses every other thing. Nabi Sallallahu said, Oh my sahabi. Ask Allah for afiyah. Afiyah is such a comprehensive word. It's not safety. It's not security. It means more than we can even speak about. The protection of my iman is afiyah. To die with iman is afiyah. Protection of my business is afiyah. My children remaining on iman, not becoming murtad is afiyah. 
My children after writing the metric exams not going for the rage and the festival is afia. For them not buying their passport for the festival is afia. That's afia. If Allah brings me for Fajr Salah tomorrow, that's afia. Because my iman is protected. If Allah takes my life, I'm happy to stand in front of Allah. The first thing to be reckoned for on the day of Qiyamah is my Salah. So Nabi Sallallahu explained to the Sahabi, Ask Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala for Afiyah. Salullaha al-Afiyah. So ask Allah, we need to be making dua. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-Afiyah. In Tirmizi Sharif, the dua continues. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-Afwa wal-Afiyah. Fi dunya wal-Akhirah. And in one narration, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Allahumma inni as'aluka al-Afiyah. Fi dini wa dunya ya wa ahli wa mali. Afiyat in everything. Afiyat number one in my deen. Oh may Allah grant me afiyat. See what the people are going through in Gaza. Listen for every one of us. This entire Jummah we can dedicate it to the people of Gaza. We can speak the entire day. We can speak longer than the time allocated. People will get upset. And say, Mulana, how long are you talking about Gaza? We heard, we saw, we know everything. Whole day we can speak about Gaza. But if tomorrow we're not here for Fajr Salah to say Amin to the Qunut, what Gaza are we talking about? Then Gaza is in our community. One is the people in Gaza who are losing their life, who are losing their assets. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi has mentioned, مَنْ فَاتَتْهُ صَلَاةٌ فَكَأَنَّمَا وُتِرَ أَهْلُهُ وَمَالُهُ He may not be on the battlefield, but if any person misses one Salah, one salah out of negligence, indifference to his salah. He oversleeps, doesn't put his alarm, doesn't come to the musalla. He, the facility is here, he doesn't read. Nabi Wasallam. he says, please go and give him taziyah. He's lost his entire family and his entire wealth. This person is dead, consider him dead. His iman is dead, he couldn't come to the masjid. He couldn't come to the facility of salah. So his iman is dead. Go and console him, meet him also. Not only worried about the people of Gaza. Man fatathu salatun, person who misses one salah. And if we look, see brothers, one important note, Mona Ilyas Batil, Damud Barakatuhum, is highlighting this one point. Very important for every one of us. The psychological, emotional makeup, build-up of every one of us is different. Everyone is different. You can bring a child who's here, and the child is crying. You ask him, what happened? He says, I lost my mommy. Ma, I don't know where's Ma, she got lost. And the person is crying. Child, five, six years old, he's crying. There'll be different emotions from every person. One person will say, I will sort it out, let me phone the police. Another person, Allahu Akbar, what happened? Lost your mother, let me take you home, I'll take care of you. And another person feels the pain of the cry of the child and will cry with the child. He hasn't lost his mother, but he feels it. And he'll also cry with the child. Every one of us emotionally we built up different. Therefore be careful of visually looking at what's happening in Gaza. Some people are really falling into depression looking what's happening. That material maybe it's not for you. If you know and you heard and people are saying what's happening, Alhamdulillah, very good. Nabi Sallallahu never asked for graphical visuals to see what's happening around the world. The information came via wahi. Your sahabi has become shaheed. Immediately Nabi Sallallahu makes dua. 
the heart is paining, Nabi Sam is crying. When Jafar radiallahu anhu in the battle of Muta, Jafar radiallahu anhu knows that Jafar Tayar battle took place in Muta in Jordan present day. Via revelation, the information comes to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Jafar radiallahu anhu has become shaheed. Nabi sallam goes to the home. That's all. The information comes via wahi and revelation. But the brotherhood was so strong in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so strong in Sahaba radiallahu anhum, that when Sahaba made hijrat, the inheritance was based on brotherhood, not blood. The Ansar and Muhajir would inherit from each other, not blood brothers. Ansar and Muhajir. Today we won't even give the inheritance to the blood. Those days they would give it to who? To the stranger who was a Muhajir. He'll inherit from me. Why? Because Allah and His Rasul are happy with this decision. So Nabi Sam comes to the house of Jafar radiallahu anhu. He sees Jafar radiallahu anhu, his son, the children are playing around. So Nabi Sam comes to the house, he takes the child, he places his head, his hand over the head of the child. Nabi Sam makes dua for the child. So when, she, when he, Nabi Sam is doing this, the wife of Jafar says, Ya Rasulallah, any information? You've got any news about your brother Jafar? Nabi Sam looks at this child, he kisses the child. And he looks and Nabi Sam starts tearing. He turns around and he says, Oh my sister, my brother has, my brother and your husband has meted shahada, has become a martyr in the path of Allah. So Nabi Sam was disturbed. One, the, the shahada of the martyrdom of one person, Jafar radiallahu anhu, moved Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Ask ourselves, when last have I dedicated time to cry for the people of Gaza? To talk about Gaza is easy. But to cry, are we making ibadah, are we sitting as a family, are we doing something constructive? Sharing information does not mean you're doing anything constructive for Gaza. If you're sharing information, for your information, this is what happened, this is the latest. Is that an ibadah? You're passing information on. What's an ibadah? We have to start making dhikr, dua, salah for the people of Gaza. Active participation is required from us. How? By reading for the people of Gaza. By doing something for whoever it may be around the world. Yes, the highlight is Gaza. People around the world, in South Africa, in our neighborhood, everyone suffering. People around the world, they is suffering. Allah removed the sufferings of the entire ummah of Nabi Wasallam. But some people may feel, why so much focus of Gaza? Why so much focus of Gaza? Because those are the people that are standing for the protection of Masjid Al-Aqsa, which is the first Qibla of the Muslim, and the third holiest haram, third holiest Masjid, Masjid Al-Aqsa. They're standing for that. Imagine if Masjid Al-Aqsa is taken away from us. A point of caution for every one of us. What's happening in Palestine is because of our a'mal as a collective ummah. Doesn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mention in the Qur'an, قُلْ هُوَ الْقَادِرُ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَبَعْثَ عَلَيْكُمْ Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not capable that He'll send an adab upon you from beneath you? Meaning if a person is not playing the game, he's not upright, conscious in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, my adab can be very subtle. I'll create such children for you that will run you up the pole. You think your life is good. You're doing wrong in life. You're operating and you are stealing backdoor businesses. You're doing the wrong things, not paying the customers and the, or rather the suppliers. You're stalling in payments and you're letting him, you're dragging payments. So is that also not 
oppression and wrong, Allah says, I can create the Adam from beneath your feet. So who's going to suffer? The child is in the wrong. Who did the wrong? The parents. But the punishment comes via the children. So sometimes the people around the world are suffering because of us. Maybe what we are doing is wrong. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing a, a group of people. Mulana Abu Hassan Ali al-Nadwi rahimahullah, a great mu'arikh of the time says, Masjid al-Aqsa is the gauge of the ummah. If you read Surah al-Isra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the ummah. In ahsantum, ahsantum li'anfusikum. If you as a collective ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you are on the right, Masjid al-Aqsa will be in your control. وَإِنْ أَسَأْتُمْ فَلَهَا If the ummah is not on the right, I will take away Masjid Al-Aqsa. That is the signal and the barometer for the ummah to say, I'm not happy with your collective amal. Collective amal, I'm not happy with it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant each one of us the tawfiq, that ability that we rectify our lives, we make an effort insha'Allah to uh, better our lives, come closer to the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa there's so many lessons we can learn. People of Gaza during the, before the truce, they were actually lying around with bodies. There was not an opportunity to even bury the dead. Days the bodies with them, for days. There's a lot of good news of what's happening. Mainstream will give you one narrative and story. Behind the scenes and the reality, there is another story. That we're not receiving. But there is a lot of khair, alhamdulillah. But the casualties among civilians. So this is not a war. What's a war? A war means the soldier faces a soldier. There's no soldiers. They're not facing soldiers. They're facing... But be as it may, we have to change our life. And we have to become better Muslims. Every one of us. So imagine they didn't have the facility of burying. Masajid were bombed. If this masjid has to be closed, this facility... We'll all be protesting, looking for the context. How can they close it? What we did wrong? What's the problem? Then everyone wants to come to the musallah. When it's closed, we want to come. When a bounty of Allah is snatched, then we realize, Allahu Akbar, I didn't realize. Some of us, we don't even know we've got a valve to the heart. One of our friends went for a heart oper- for that valve replacement, half a million ran operation. So what was the operation? He says, Mulana, not, uh, not a bypass. It wasn't a new heart, it was the valve to the heart that opens and closes that was not fully functional. <laughs> Only one valve to the heart, he says I was losing energy, I was getting tired very quickly. Half a million rand for one valve, how much do we owe Allah? If that's the price of one valve, salah five times a day is a small price to pay. So little that we're asking for. Five times. That's the duty of a believer. We're supposed to go beyond the call of duty. Allah give all of us tawfiq. We fill the masjid. Important point and then we close. So let's better our lives. Come for salah. Let's be careful in this time of festivity. Those that have children, especially 10, 11 and 12. 12, that's the first group. If, listen, you cannot, you cannot ever be wearing blinkers today. Not today, for the next 10 days. 1st of December till the 10th, for the whole season, especially the first 10. What's happening around, if you don't, you're not familiar, you don't know what's happening, ask some people, they'll be able to tell you. Ask the boys who've already got their passports. They'll know what we're speaking about. They've already purchased it. Allah protect us.
But we have to be very careful. It's not an innocent party. No. You know what you give in your child? You're telling him, grow with your iman. Whatever happens, happens. Take your iman. Take it. If for a moment you had to take one drug, it's only for that night, isn't it? I mean, you worked so hard the whole year. You worked so hard the whole year. Never mind. Give him some free way. Let him go out. It's okay. It's only with the friends. And ask the senior ulama who are dealing with cases wherever even the hafizab comes back and he says, Mulana, Allahu Akbar, I made such a big mistake. How do I make tawbah? How do I make tawbah? Meaning that the mistakes that they made are not even material to speak about. He's so scared, he's worried, he's trembling. Say, Mulana, I, I was caught in that moment. I, I really, I went, I didn't realize. Allah give us tawfiq. Listen, we have to be very careful and vigilant. No nights out, no staying on their own. It's, it's not an, a matter of just going out with the friends. It's about the iman that is going to be lost. The effort of the, the, the war being fought in Gaza, we can see the bombs. But the war that is being against the ummah, especially the youth now, those bombs, you don't see it. Your child will come back shattered and broken. He wouldn't want to come and perform salah also. Allah give all of us tawfiq. Wa akhir dawana. Alhamdulillah.